This ad-free podcast is part of your Slate Plus membership. Lucky you. Hello, and welcome to this mini-episode of Big Mood, Little Mood. I'm your host, Danny M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guest this week is Kate Beaton, a New York Times bestselling author. Her forthcoming graphic memoir, Ducks, Two Years in the Oil Sands, will be out this fall and recounts the time she spent working and living in Canada's oil industry man camps. And here we are reading a letter from a listener. feel ready to um, go into our last letter, which I think actually for all that it's like a fraught subject, I feel like this letter writer is like mostly secure in like the plan and like sounds like they're, they're mostly just looking for a little reassurance. So I think in some ways it's a kind of like uplifting letter to end on. Yes. Of all the ones today, this one is the, I would say the easiest because they even have the word happy in the, uh, in the subject. So I love happy-ish. You can't ask for much more than that. We're not looking for for diamonds in our lives all the time. So let's not shoot for the moon. We yeah. have the stars. So, oh, that's nice. Subject: Fat. It's and Betty Davis. Sorry, just to be clear. Oh, is it? It's, it's Betty Davis and now Voyager. Uh, oh, okay. It's, it's not me. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to take credit for that. Way to go, Betty. Subject: Fat and happyish. I suffered physical, emotional, verbal, and spiritual abuse as a child, mostly at the hands of my mother. I am permanently estranged from most of my immediate family with the exception of one aunt, my mother's sister. She saw through my mother and tried to provide me with a safe space whenever possible, mostly during the holidays and summer vacation since she lived 100 miles away. Maybe she could have done more, but I do think she did her best. Part of the abuse was around food. I was a ballet dancer and I was put on a diet when I was 12 years old. The idea that low weight meant that you were a good person, went back generations on my mother's side of the family. Today, after many years of therapy, I'm in a good place. I'm also fat. Most of the time, I could care less. But I really want to visit my aunt next summer, and I'm scared that she will judge me. I don't know for sure that she will, but I'm feeling anxious around the idea of a visit. Much of my childhood was spent trying to manage the emotions of adults around me. I think I've twisted myself into a spiral over this. I don't want to cut this aunt out of my life. And visiting her home is important to me, as it's one of the few sources of good childhood memories. What should I do? Tell her I'm fat? Wait nervously for a year to see what her reaction is? Not visit at all? I just feel like I need an outside opinion because the tools I've learned in my therapy aren't giving me the answer I need. Go. Yeah. Did you get a (laughs) sense reading this letter whether the aunt in question had been part of the sort of like mother's family uh, dynamic around food or that it was just kind of like an open question. I couldn't get a really strong reading one way or the well, other. Well, is it the aunt who who is her mother's sister who tried to provide her with a safe space or is it a different aunt? It must be the same aunt. It's the same aunt. Yeah. But, but my, my kind of question was, it seems like she was great around the like overall abuse, but was potentially implicated in the, like, uh, it says, you know, my mother's side of the family kind of all shared this idea that low weight meant you were a good person. 
And so I wasn't clear, like maybe she was great about child abuse, but was also like always on a diet herself or like periodically saying things like, you know, weird diet stuff. And so that yeah. I don't I don't know if you felt like you had a strong oh, reading oh, from this letter. Oh, I can like this is so relatable, and and I'm sure a lot of people have without the the like even the abuse have had relatives who they love who's made comments on their bodies, and then you don't forget that right. you you know so uh, it's it's hard to say what she and she and there's no I'm sorry I don't know if this letter writer what it doesn't say that's right yeah so anyway uh, I don't know what this aunt is being implicated in, but it does seem to be a soft implication in the body issue department and the mm-hmm. food issue department because, because we do get the hint that all of the mother's side is, is like this and that they have issues with this and because of being nervous about going there. And, you know, p- people like that I loved as a child would also tell me, oh, you'd be just as pretty as your sister if you lost some weight. And you'd be like, oh, I guess I'll just kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and these are people who I loved and I was not in an abusive child. You know, it, it's, it's so ubiquitous, the issues around food and body shaming around children and, mm-hmm. and in our families. And, and it sucks. So you don't have to do very much especially in a, in a family that had like larger abuses going on. I think uh, you, you definitely, this, this aunt would not maybe have had to have done much in, in like the spectrum of like things said and done to make the author worry. Yeah. That, that there's more going on. Yeah. So with that, like, yeah, I, I think it's right to not assume that this is just totally speculative anxiety that while she maybe wasn't like leading the charge, uh, she has at least in the past said stuff that could give the letter writer reasonable uh, concern that she might either involuntarily betray like unpleased surprise uh, mm-hmm. that the letter writer is fat or or might even like say something. Um, I, I would lean towards you've got a lot on the scale that your aunt is a generally like loving, sympathetic, caring person, even if she's uh, still enmeshed in in diet culture to some degree or other, I think if you were to just like get in touch with her ahead of time and say something brief, she would probably respond well. Um, and that would at least make you feel less freaked out. I think that's probably the direction I'm going to go in. Do you have any other advice besides that one before I try to? Yeah. Uh, well, honestly, the uh, like when you go to see your aunt, one of the first questions they're going to say is, how are you? And that is your chance to say, I'm doing great. I'm, you know, I've had some issues in the past. I mean, you don't have to go into everything, but like lay out the terms of your your current happiness and and possibly even hint at the the fact that like if you if you so desire, lay out the fact that like your your size, your body or whatever is kind of a no-go conversation-wise or comment-wise. That mm-hmm. like um uh, and and this is not like I'm doing great. Don't talk about my body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, I'm doing great. It's been a while since we talked. It, it clearly has because they haven't seen each other in a long time. And uh, like, I've been working on some issues with things and, uh, and you know, like I'm, I'm quite happy where I am. And if, you, you know, you're foregrounding your, your current state of, of like content and happiness, and hopefully they'll see that and be like, I'm very happy for you. Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely, I think mostly what I want to advise the letter writer is please don't just wait nervously for a year 
No. I don't want that for you. That sounds really awful. Uh, it sounds like it would kind of be at the forefront of your mind. And I really get why this is daunting because it feels like this is the one person I haven't estranged myself from. She's the one person in my family I have like reliably fond memories of as a child. I'm really scared of losing that or of having that feel less meaningful in the in the face of her saying something shitty about my weight, you know, when I see her. So I really get the fear. You don't need to write to her, though. You don't need to be like, heads up, coming through, (laughs) coming your way. I I think what I would suggest would be like a brief phone call. It sounds like you're in some kind of contact already, so it wouldn't be totally like out of the blue. But Mm -hmm. I, I, I think I would just suggest like maybe the next time you talk on the phone to say, this might sound strange, but I'm really looking forward to seeing you next summer. And I'm also kind of nervous. Um... You probably remember uh, when I was growing up, my mother had a lot to say about what I ate uh, and how I shouldn't. Um, and I'm just kind of anxious. And I just wanted to say it before I got there. I'm fat and I'm happy. And it would mean a lot to me uh, if I just knew you weren't going to like comment on what I ate or tell me that I'm fat. I already know that. Um, that would just go a long way towards uh, making me feel comfortable. My hope is even if she was like surprised by that or hadn't encountered someone saying something like that before, she would be just generally polite and gracious enough to say, oh, thank you so much for letting me know. Of course I won't do that um, now that you've told me this. Um, And that way you don't have to like dive deep into her soul and figure out everything she thinks about diet culture. Um, But you also just know she's not going to do the thing I'm afraid of. We can just leave food out of the conversation forever. We don't ever have to talk about that. Um, And I, I I do think that's a small enough request because, again, you're not saying, like, I need to make sure you're on the exact same page as me. I just want to make sure you're not going to do this one thing. That's a reasonable request. Yeah, especially if you if you really can't wait a year to show up there, you know, if you really are on pins and needles and stuff, you know. No, I mean, I just think, like, it will go a long way towards making you feel better. And worse comes to worse, if you say that and she says something awful, as painful as that would be, at least you didn't fly out to see her and were staying in her house when you heard that. At least you could then make other plans. And that, I think, would be a better worst case scenario than the worst case scenario of wait a year, feel kind of uncomfortable, show up, she makes a face or says something that makes me feel devastated and like I've been slain with a sword. That's mm-hmm. what I don't want for you. Um, and I think sometimes it's just really helpful to say the thing we're afraid of um, and to just offer someone, I'm fat. Can you live with that? Can you be okay? <laughs> um, and to it, it can just be really nice to find out. Yeah, and maybe they have their, like, she, she, you, you would be surprised sometimes, I think, when people offer their own sort of journeys with, with body image and, and issues and everything. And, and the generations before us, had even less resources and things going around. So the the sort of toxicity around diet culture to say my parents or your parents' generations um, was had had no avail. There, mm. there, it was everywhere, and nobody was saying this is weird. Um, so so these older generations they do they they struggled with it in a in a way that's different from us. And uh, I think that I have been surprised again. I'm projecting. <laughs> but sometimes you're also just like you can only offer your own experience. Yeah, yeah. And but I've been surprised by the way that that certain people have have come back at me when I've talked to them about, you know, the way that I felt as a child or things like that and and uh um they were more perceptive than I gave them credit for. Uh they were more uh empathetic than I than I was like 
thinking at the time and, and things like that. And uh, you have mentioned several times in the letter that, that this was an aunt who provided this safe and loving place in your family. And uh, you want to look forward to this visit. Yeah. Yeah. And I want that too. I mean, it'd, it'd be amazing if she was like, not only do I totally sign off on what you want, you have also inspired me to re-examine my own lifelong ideas about uh, dieting and, and weight. Uh, and, you know, now I'm on a road towards healing. That would be amazing. But That'd even be- if all you got was just like, oh, uh, thanks for telling me. I, I certainly wouldn't criticize you. And I'm so sorry you were worried about that. That would be great too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you can only be positive in this person's life <laughs> as, as their relative. You, you, if this family is dealing with estrangement um, mass, she's probably looking forward to seeing you too. I'll, I think I just want to add one last thing. I know we're already a little bit over time, so I, I don't want to keep us here for too, too long. But I also just want to say, letter writer, I can really under, like, I hope the worst doesn't happen, but I can also really understand the fear of like, I have one relative. I have one relative that I've got fond memories of from childhood who kind of like looked out for me when I was being abused, who made me feel safe some of the time. And if I lose that woman to fat phobia, I'm going to fucking lose it. Like that would just feel like the last straw it would feel like I couldn't have this one thing. I can't believe like she was there for me during child abuse, but not there for me in terms of don't tell me about diets. That would be devastating. I really, really understand that. I hope it doesn't happen. And I want to acknowledge it. it's possible. Sometimes someone who really shows up for you in something huge and serious um, is also not there for you when it comes to fatness. And that can be like devastating and feel just so like, how is this the thing that that ruptures our connection? Um, and I just I just want to acknowledge, I get why you're normally like, I'm, I have a good life. I'm with people who like have sensible, non-insane thoughts about fatness. I'm mostly pretty good. I just really don't want to put any pressure on this one load-bearing aunt relationship because if it goes south, I'm going to feel so devastated. And again, I hope it doesn't. But I also know sometimes you got to prepare for the worst. And so I would just also recommend if you do have that phone call, you do decide not to visit. It is painful. You know, reach out to everyone that you can. Ask for support. um, Lean on them. Let yourself grieve. Let yourself mourn. Um, I I hope it doesn't happen. But if it does, I want you to look out for yourself. Yeah. Find the love around you. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. All these letters were so difficult. Yeah, no, these are just like meaningful, deep uh, problems that kind of get to the heart of what it means to live a life with other people in it. And um, I wish so much that everyone could just do that easily and well, including maybe especially me. I want that for me first, and then everyone else can have what's left over. Yeah, and all of these letter writers have been guarding other people's Mm -hmm. feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, They all have that in common, that they have... They have been very compassionate towards other people. Yeah, they would make great knights at medieval times. They would they up to the standards of knighthood, even if they're not men. Medieval <laughs> times, they would take off their helmet and be like, "Who's that compassionate knight who's so oh, giving of themselves emotionally?" Look at that hair! Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm gonna send you later a couple of uh, lines from uh, the Fairy Queen because okay. You're going to love yes, it. You're going to be really I will, Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm going to read them. Thank 
you for joining us on Big Mood, Little Mood with me, Danny Lavery. Our producer is Phil Circus, who also composed our theme music. Don't miss an episode of the show. Head to slate.com slash mood to sign up to subscribe or hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using right now. Thanks. Also, if you can, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to know what you think. If you want more Big Mood, Little Mood, you should join Slate Plus, Slate's membership program. Members get an extra episode of Big Mood, Little Mood every Friday, and you'll get to hear more advice and conversations with a guest. And as a Slate Plus member, you'll also be supporting the show. Go to slate.com forward slash mood plus to sign up. It's just $1 for your first month. If you'd like me to read your letter on the show, maybe you need a little advice, maybe some big advice, head to slate.com slash mood to find our Big Mood, Little Mood listener question form or find a link in the description on the platform you're using right now. Thanks for listening.